Welcome to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I am joined by the guy who runs Scott Boris's burner Twitter accounts. What's up, Gene? Yo, and uh, you can reach me at producer Gene and uh, you can reach the show at Potadelphia on Twitter. And uh, yeah, how about the Sixers? Great win tonight. No, stop. Pause. <laughs> yes, it was a great win, but I don't want to talk about the Sixers right now. The reason that we're doing a show on a at midnight on Friday morning is because, holy shit, the Phillies signed Bryce Harper. The Eagle has landed. We did it, baby. We did it. You we- always knew it was going to happen, right, Gene? Uh, no, I, I actually, like the last two days, I was fully, fully on the it's not going to happen camp. I was, I had already moved on. I was trying to figure out why the Los Angeles angels are not going to make a big offer to Mike Trout. Uh, I was already watching the, a bit of the game today and just being like, well, this is this, this is going to be the squad. So I guess we just have to get used to, uh, you know, trying to, to squeak into the playoffs this way. I, I just felt like we didn't have enough. Like it felt like it was all built for this one piece and we weren't going to get it. And it was going to be the goddamn Dodgers or the goddamn Giants again. And I am so psyched that I got to see that picture of uh, MLB 19 <laughs> that was going to haunt my dreams if it had, if he had been in, in blue and white. I know. I spent the morning going, you know what? I, I hope it's the Giants over the Dodgers. Yeah, no, I could not have taken it if it was the Dodgers. Because the Dodgers fans were the worst on Twitter. Yeah, they were over, the absolute worst. Compared to the compared to the Giants fans. It's so funny um, because today was actually the first day, you know, it's felt like it's been months that it's probably been more like six weeks. Literally the very first thing I had done every day had been like, I got to see if we got Bryce Harper. I got I to see if we got <laughs> Bryce Harper. Literally before I would get out of bed, before I would do anything else, the first thing I would do is going to see if you or Chuck had reported if Bryce Harper had in fact been signed. Because that's the only thing I'm going to trust. I'm not going to trust Heyman. I'm not going to trust anybody but Dave, Chuck, <laughs> And Jim Salisbury. Those are the um, only people I trust. I am flattered. Well, Heyman's the one that broke it. Yeah, um, go figure. You, you know, it's funny. Um, it, I, I, I checked Twitter. Like, like, going through this whole process. Like, I checked Twitter probably 20 times a day to find out updates on this. And the way I found I, – I didn't have to do anything at all to find out. My phone just erupted. Like, I got an ESPN alert. I got a, a My Teams alert. I got a text message from my wife. Um, and I have, there was, like, four text messages from you guys. Yeah. So I don't know why I spent all this energy searching Twitter 100 times a day. Exactly. That's the same thing that happened to me. I was on my way into work. I worked 3 to 11 today. And uh, I had stopped at the Wawa to get supplies, you know, as you do when you've got, a, what, you got a, a, an odd shift. And uh, when I got back into my car... Uh, I hadn't hooked my pod. I, I wasn't even listening to sports radio. Uh, I had had a podcast on, and before I had reconnected, I'm listening to them literally go bananas on WIP. So, <laughs> what was the what was the reaction? I think they were they were just they were like literally like just screaming and playing. I, th- I think they were playing like some sort of celebration song or something. The Eagles fight song. Or yeah. Something? Well, that would have been really appropriate for Ike Reese. Um, but yeah, and then I think it was uh, I think it was friend of the show Rado Orsino that really like once I saw that he had broke it, then I knew that it was true and 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 went and uh, as soon as I pulled into the parking lot at work, I spent the first five minutes before I ran into ran into work just you know confirming more than anything else. 
Uh, so let's talk about the deal because the deal is the funniest thing about this whole thing. Yeah, it was everything that these rumors that had been flying around was not really in a lot of ways. Right. The deal proves that nobody knows shit. So it's 13 years. What is it? 330, 335 million? 13, 330, I think is what it was. 13, 330 with no opt out. So zero opt out. Angelo Cataldi is full of shit. Right. Because it was a three year opt out, supposedly. That was the sticking point. Yeah. That was holding up this whole thing. Stolness picked that up, and uh, the only thing that that could have been is that like maybe the Phillies were insisting on a three year buyout, which that doesn't make any sense. No, why would the Phillies want to weigh out? Exactly, I just don't even know how it would have 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 even come into the conversation. Because honestly, if he wanted to be a free agent again in three years, you take the Dodger deal where you get forty five million for those three years, and then you hit the market again. So that aspect of it was full of shit. The next. The next piece of this is the whole um, Bryce Harper ultimately does not want to play in Philadelphia, which this has been de- like disproved because it's a 13-year deal. My eight-year-old son will be a senior in college, and I will be sitting at a bar with him where he can drink legally by the time this contract is up. Yep. And there is – he's got a full no trade. So he's saying, like, now you're stuck with me. Like, we are we are married. We are in this for the long haul. And he – there is no buyout at all. Not after three years, not after five years, not after ten years. There's no buyout. So the whole the whole the whole Bryce Harper doesn't like Philly thing has been completely debunked. That's uh that's fake news uh promoted by Dodger and Giant fans uh that has spread across the country. Bryce Harper's wife was on Twitter uh basically debunking that. Um I, I don't think he has got anything against playing on the East Coast and it just proved it. He's played his whole career in Washington DC, you know what I mean? Like it I think maybe, you know, if he had had conversations a year ago where it's like, where would you like to go? Maybe he would have said, you know, I live in Las Vegas. I grew up in Vegas. I'd love to you'd love to be someplace close to home. I don't want to have to move. But I think ultimately, if you really look at what this guy has said over the years, and, you know, I am the first person I've said it on this podcast. I don't love his personality, at least not what I know of it as someone who has been hating him his entire career. Um, but he's always said things like the most important thing to him is winning. And, uh, when asked, like, you know, at the very beginning of his career, he, he, he said things like he wants to win championships and eventually someday he wants to be in the hall of fame, which, you know, when you're a 19 year old kid, a lot of, a lot of these, these phenoms don't necessarily have that kind of perspective because to make the hall of fame, you have got to have a long career. That's somebody who's looking at longevity. So I would never, I would never begrudge. Uh, someone for for choosing to to play in their hometown like I would never begrudge anyone of that if that was part of their decision making process I don't think I mean while Angel fans might be disappointed if Mike Trout eventually decides to play in Philadelphia they can't be surprised by it or begrudge him for making that decision so I always thought that if Bryce Harper decided to play on the West Coast. That, good for him. That's his prerogative. He's probably going to have to turn down a bunch of money to do it. 
Um, but if that's what he wants to do, that's that's his choice. He absolutely had that opportunity. I mean, the Giants put a very similar offer on the table. I believe it was a 12-year deal. 12 years, 310. 12 years, 310. And, and you could thank your local congressman for this. Evidently, the deciding factor on that was California taxes. They would have had to offer him 350, 360. To have, uh, it, to have it end up working out to be the same money. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the, crazy, and, right? And the other thing, I, I think that that is a, a deciding factor probably for Bryce Harper's accountant. And um, I think very seriously, and, and Scott Boris did say this, Bryce Harper likes playing at Citizens Bank Park. He likes it a lot. Citizens Bank Park, just as the building, is one of the most appealing factors in this deal. He Bryce, specifically for Bryce Harper, he has in 208 at bats, he's got close to 50 hits and 17 home runs in this ballpark, more than any other opposing player has currently playing in the league. He crushes the ball in this ballpark, and he Is loves that playing. Anything here. to do with facing our pitching? Anything to do with our what? Facing our pitching? Well, I yeah, I'm sure that that doesn't help things, but. Uh, <laughs> But I, I mean, it, this is a place where left-handed hitters do kind of feast. Look at uh, the you know all of the players that have uh, done really spectacular things in in our lineup since that ballpark had been built have been left-handed hitters for the most part. The dude is going to mash. He's going to rake. We're going to be breaking windows all season long at Citizens Bank Park. Harper and Hoskins. It's going to be a back-to-back, double H, H and H. I don't know. We're going to think of something for them. Yeah. The Home Run Brothers is probably what it's going to be. Homer Bros. Homer Bros. Get your get your headband bros and your Homer Bros. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the whole, the whole uh, you know, he doesn't want to play here or doesn't like Philly or something, That that whole thing. Has been totally has been totally debunked and um, and yeah I mean just like how could you not be excited right now right I mean like that's the whole thing right I went I immediately went online because I wanted to check out what happened to tickets today oh yeah do you, what do you, what what do you have on that side of things I didn't even think to look at this <laughs> so uh, opening day tickets you can find the uh, the upper what is it is that the four hundred yeah four hundred level. Uh, they're on SeatGeek, uh, starting at a hundred dollars. Wow! So that's like what? Double phase, three times phase? What are those? That's like probably twenty four. I, I mean, was say, are those like so twenty five dollar tickets? Yeah, I think you can get those seats for twenty three dollars, something like that. Yeah, now they're going for a hundred. Yeah. Now after the Braves series, um, do you know who we play? I'm just gonna guess the Nationals. Yeah, you got be, it. It's that would National. be awesome. So the first game of that series, um, those same seats are going for like 50, 60 bucks. Wow. So, so how, I, I mean, any, like, how, how long, I mean, do you think that we start selling out April or do you think that there's kind of like a, like a couple of weeks where we sell out a couple games and it's, it's mid May before we start to see every game sold out? Well, you know, I didn't even go to the Philly site to look for tickets cause I knew the home opener was sold out. Um, so I don't know. I'm sure games are already getting sold out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if like the Rollins and Utley and Howard retirement nights or whatever get 
get sold out in some of those nationals games. So uh, let me let me ask kind of like a more uh, uh, something that has been on my mind since this happened. What what is this comparable to in terms of free agents? Like who where would you lump this in? Is this bigger, smaller than Cliff Lee? Is this uh, Halliday? I think we acquired in a trade, right? We didn't get him for that was not a free yeah, agent. Signing. Halliday was a trade. I think for I don't me, I don't remember Pete Rose. I, I heard that a lot from nah, some of the older me, guys I work with. Yeah, for me, it's T.O. OK, because I remember that that was. We were going nuts when uh, the the judge basically awarded T.O. to Philly. But, you know, T.O. wanted to come here, obviously. Right. Um, And that was like one of the that added that wrinkle of drama to it that I think was very similar to what we were experiencing with Bryce Harper this year. Um, Yeah, I I mean, the the, like, but at least with the T.O. situation, we had transparency. Like we knew what was going on. Right. This was so cloak and dagger behind closed doors, false information, false leads, red herrings. It was crazy. So for the red herring thing, I mean, maybe this will get cleared up when Bryce actually has his press conference over the weekend. But, I mean, do we think this is what the only thing I have to go on is a little interview that Boris gave that was kind of tweeted out by one of the beat guys. Um Basically, Boris says that his instructions from Bryce were, I want to play the rest of my career with one team, and uh, I want to be able to compete. So I think we check both those boxes. Do you think that Boris's ultimate goal was, you know, tune out the noise, don't listen to any of the other stuff, let me do my job, and I'll get you the... I'll I'll get those things that you want because clearly I mean if if what we know about the the offers is 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 true, um, he had very legitimate he had he had options. We don't know if uh, the White Sox were in on this. We don't know if San Diego was in on this. Uh, maybe they were in there too. I, I think the four serious offers were the the Dodgers at forty five million per for either three or four years, the the Giants at. 310 for 12. Uh, us, obviously, because we we got him at 330 for 13. And I know that the Nationals were at 300 million for 10 years, but they're saying that 100 million of that 300 million was going to be deferred money till paid out until he was 65. So, like a Bonilla like deal. So, I mean, to me, that feels That's like crazy. the Washington were, Nationals were not really serious. But I guess the thing is, like, did they come in later and, and, and recounter as things kind of got hot? Was any of that true? So it's fascinating to me that that, that seems like that was kind of like the actual how the market was shaping out. But, you know, it seems to me that what Bryce Harper wanted was he wanted a long deal, which 13 years in one place is a long deal. And he wanted to be able to win, and he feels like the Phillies, the way that they've handled things, are are, are going to be wheeled. So, do you think who was the closer in this situation? Do you think it was Middleton? Do you think it was somebody else? Do you think it was Middleton's wife? Apparently, him and uh, Bryce Harper's wife and Middleton's wife got along real great. I would I would venture that Middleton was the closer on this because he. It, all right, when you look at that list of demands, right? Winner, uh, longevity. Um, and the you know the money that is going to come along with that, you basically left with two teams standing, and that's the Phillies and the Giants. Um, and I think, you know, uh, probably Middleton just like stared down the barrel of the gun, 
and convinced him that he is dedicated to winning. And uh, I don't know if there was talk of, well, because I also heard that the, some of the things that Harper wants to do is, you know, stay in a city for a long time, like you mentioned, but establish a brand um, and attract other players to come play. Who else uh, does that sound like to you, though? That sounds like Bron Bron. That does sound like LeBron. <laughs> and don't you think that maybe there is some little bit, as much as maybe we don't want to admit it, we were hurt a little bit about that whole situation that happened over the summer. And maybe that made us a little jaded going into this, that like once we start hearing things like, we, I want a brand, uh, I want to be able to establish a brand, we, don't we immediately go, well, the only place you can do that is L.A. and New York. Those are the only places that that can happen. And when we hear the Dodgers are in on this, don't we go, well, I guess clearly that's what's going to happen. Because that, that's what we've been kind of programmed or preached to, you know. And every time I see that commercial now for the, the new LeBron uh, game show, I go, oh, so you wanted to go out to L.A. to lose so you could make <laughs> game shows? You suck, LeBron. Yeah, but I also think it's kind of cool to to have an identity outside of those two cities. Like, that gives you and I don't know, it's a differentiator that it's just not another standard LA situation or another standard New York situation. Like I think LeBron was LeBron because of Cleveland. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And And I think LeBron has done all kinds of things to de Clevelandize himself. That's why he made the decision. That's why he did this whole thing in LA. But the thing is, LeBron, you can't get Cleveland out of you, man. Like you're always going to be the guy in maroon. Like that's how I still picture him. And I don't even know why I'm still talking about LeBron, but the important thing is now, well, maybe finally, you know, in, in some weird way, uh, you know, is 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 Bryce Harper suddenly going to give us a new face in Philadelphia? Because we have some pretty big stars now. Like, the Sixers have two of the biggest stars in the NBA. Um, Carson Wentz is a pretty big star in the N- NFL. Um, so is Fletcher Cox. And... Uh, you know, the Flyers may have one of the best young goaltenders in the league. But now, is Bryce Harper now eclipse all of that? Does he just cast a shadow over all those guys and say, oh, no, this is now, this is the, the magazine cover guy. This is going to be the poster child for Philadelphia sports for the next 13 years. Yeah, I mean, the Phillies totally came over the top turnbuckle uh, with this move and just said, like, you know, Boom. We we are now going to dominate everything uh, from April until <laughs> hopefully early November. Um, yeah, I mean, you're going to have Sixers playoffs. You may, you may have an outside shot at seeing some Flyers playoffs. And the Sixers are going to make a run, so that's going to be pretty exciting. But that's going to be early baseball stuff. It's really not going to be. The, the real deal is going to be if we're in a, if we're in a pennant race, and then the Eagles start. <laughs> you get those two teams going and they're both playing really well. Uh, you know, who's got my attention on a Sunday afternoon, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing is when you we're going to get into to Labor Day and it's going to be the start of the Eagles season. And, you know, who who's going to draw the draw the eyeballs? I mean, you're always going to watch the Eagles game because it's only once a week. Um, but when you start, so like, what are we going to be talking about? You know, yeah. on Monday mornings, right? What, I, is it always going to be the Eagles up front, or is there going to be more exciting Phillies talk to talk about? Yeah, no, and I, I'm really looking forward to 
I mean, because this podcast was kind of born as a Phillies podcast. Uh, you know, that's it's been you know it was literally what what carried us the first you know eight weeks of uh, of this show. So it's it's going to be great to get back into baseball. And I was really concerned, especially as as we did that eulogy last year, that like you know is this is this team really headed in the right direction? There was so much optimism when they were, they felt like they were competitive for a while. And this team doesn't look anything like the team that we left with in September. The lineup is different. Uh, the, the, the things that are going to be bad about this team are different. And the things that are going to be good about this team are, are different. And they've been so much different. It's, it's going to be like getting an entirely new baseball team this year. Yeah. When you set, when you take a look and you add Harper, you add McCutcheon, you add real Muto, and you add Segura, um, that's four ninths of your. Uh, well, it's it's half of your one through eight. So, and vast upgrades in all of those areas. It's bananas to think about how good the Phillies were and how close we were at that beginning of August. And now, just to flip over, you know, some of our, you know, probably more suspect positions are now totally locked down and solidified and solidified with legitimate legitimate all-stars. Well, the other thing is I think that this we haven't maybe some of the the talk hasn't has a lot of it been about how much better the offense is going to be, but the Phillies real problem was Gabe Kapler couldn't figure out how to play defense to a certain degree. And and and, and I like to to pin that on his his goofy numbers thing, but he literally didn't necessarily have a solid option in a lot of places. So he was moving Kingery everywhere. He was he he was stuck with that Carlos Santana nonsense. You know, so we had it was just it was crazy. We had Reese Hoskins in left field who who was was just basically we might not have even started a left fielder. We were he was useless. So I think better defense is going to make a huge difference. I think in a lot of ways if if Gabe Kapler can just not overmanage next year, and I know that that's why they brought him in here was to overmanage, but if he can just stay out of this team's way and just kind of be a, almost like a Charlie Manuel esque players manager and let these guys stay loose and have fun, God, they could be so good. Oh, this is a set it and forget it um, lineup. I mean, potentially, uh, you know, you're going to spell people from time to time. And uh, you're going to probably uh, find uh, that some of your outfielders are going to be banged up um, for some stretches during the season. And uh, Nick Williams will be allowed to play for a little bit. Um, and, you know, you'll find Scotty jetpacks all over the infield. Uh, but other than that, you know, you're going to figure you're going to figure your one through eight and that's going to be it for the season. You got to figure that there's a potential that six out of the eight regulars could be 20 home run guys. It's not outside the realm of possibility that six out of eight of those regulars could hit 20 home runs apiece. Oh, who are you thinking? You're thinking Harper, Hoskins, McCutcheon. Um, Romuto. Romuto, Segura. Well, I was thinking uh, Mikhail Franco and, and Oduble. Franco, could, definitely. Yeah. Those are I don't know that Oduble's going to be a starter, man. Well... You know, but if if you put that bat in the lineup with that kind of protection, if he's your seven or eight hole hitter, yeah, you know, he might be able to get you twenty home runs. Nine. Where do you think? Where do you th- where do you want Bryce to bat? Where do I want Bryce to bat? I think I'd like to have him at three. 
there's a lot of people that are saying two because of the way that Kapler likes his two and four hitters to be his best hitters in the lineup. But the way I liked, I would like the lineup to go would be probably Cesar at the top or Segura at the top. And then I guess probably, although if you go by on-base percentage, you probably want McCutcheon at the top. Um, some One of those guys at the top, let's, let's say Cesar at the top, then you go Segura two, Bryce three, Hoskins four, Ramuto five, six, I guess maybe I go, I don't know. Yeah, I think you might see Hoskins bat two and and Harper bat three. Really? I, I think you might. And um, then who's your cleanup hitter? Uh, well, I don't know. It's. Good. I, I think once we they figure that out, and hopefully that is is Harper coming in this weekend. Is, is are we going to actually get to see him? Uh, if he are we going to actually get to see him hit? Uh, you know, in the next couple of days, is he? Could... I would hope he. I would hope he's down there sooner rather than later. I mean, I don't know if there's. I don't know what formalities need to take place now, physicals or whatever. So maybe by early next week, we might actually see him get into a uh, a spring training game. I'd yeah. love to see him take some swings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a good time down there. And uh... it seems to me, and I don't know how much stock you put into spring training baseball, but. It seems to me that they're they're not bad this year in spring training. They, I think they're I think they're three and two, and uh, which yeah, I don't know. Record doesn't. But what I mean, what I'm, I guess the point being that as I've watched, they they've scored a lot of runs, and and they seem to be, you know, they seem to be in much more mid season form. Like the the defense hasn't looked sloppy. They've they look like they've been taking some walks. They've had a lot of base runners. So, you know, I think that that's all positive stuff that he's going to be walking into. Yeah, I mean, you know who's looked good is Segura and uh, Real Muto have looked both looked really good in yeah. um, in preseason. So, yeah. um, yeah, I just think that it's gonna be it's gonna be a party down in Citizens Bank Park. You know, I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. The right field the right field stands are gonna be uh, a hot spot, and it's just gonna be great to have. I mean, it's just going to be so great to have those summer afternoons and the Phillies are going to be the focal point of what you're doing on these summer nights and summer afternoons. Like it's a, you can't miss it. You are not, you are not going to be able to not watch a Bryce Harper at bat. It's going right. to be so great. It's the thing that is going to be great is there's so much protection in this lineup. If you're an opposing manager or an opposing pitcher, who do you pitch around? Like who, who do you want to see? You know, and if we could really, if we could get the pitching to to kind of keep pace with what I think the offense is going to do, but this is the kind of thing where now, you know, we're going to have an offense hopefully that's going to be able to bail out some of the pitchers once in a while. That's what made that 08 team pretty yeah. amazing. Was you had an offense that could just put up six or seven runs without really. It being all that uncommon, which well, that entire team hit twenty home runs. I mean, right? That's least. what I mean. Like, and that's that. That's the thing is, it, it, we forget how how much fun it is to watch a good offense. And I feel like this lineup, if it's not in the top three offenses in baseball, it's it's got to be real close to that. At least I would projecting. Say it's probably the best offense in the NL. It's got to be right. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at. I mean, if you say we're behind anyone, it would be the it would be Boston and New York, right? And maybe Houston. 
Houston's got a pretty yeah, stacked yeah, lineup, yeah, you're too. Right. But that's too. those are all AL teams. And they, they and those all, are three hundred win teams. Right. And those guy they all get to bring trot out a DH every night. Right. right. Which I guess now am I pro NLDH now when when you've got Bryce Harper for thirteen years? Do you have to be pro Yeah, year eleven NLDH? you're gonna be hoping that we have a DH. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like now I gotta gotta be pro DH in the NL. I feel like that's coming too. I feel like that that's inevitable. I think I don't know that us old timers can can stem the tide of that one. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's let's save some juice for the uh, the Monday show. Yeah, save something for Chuck. We'll, Leave a little meat on the bones. <laughs> yeah, because you know Chuck's gonna have opinions about this. Um, yeah, as you foreshadowed, we're gonna be talking about uh, another big Sixers win without the uh, the big fella. Uh, Flyers keep flirting with success. They keep getting points, man. They keep getting points. The 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 all the all valuable point they got tonight. Um, yeah. So we're gonna be back again Monday morning. But hey, it's a great day to be a Phillies fan, right? Am I right? It's a great day to be a Philadelphia fan. Make I feel like you you finally uh, you finally got that 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 piece that you've been waiting for for months. Yeah, you're waking up this morning. You got Bryce Harper. You're feeling good. It's Friday. It's knockout the last day of this week. I hit the weekend. Get on Twitter and tell a a Dodger fan to suck it. <laughs> All right. Have a great day at work, everybody. We're out of here.